to click record? I forgot to click uh, record. You're such a <laughs> <laughs> It's recording now. My wife is literally looking at me like I'm an idiot right now. Yeah, it's recording oh, now, dude. It makes me feel any better. I'm looking at you like that, too. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. Wow. <laughs> Never in the history of the podcast have I made that mistake. All right. Of course, of course it'd be. Round all two. Right. I'm, I'm saying different. I'm going to trash you. All right. Awesome. Love it. Here we go. All right. Three. <laughs> oh, together, man. Oh, I'm an idiot, dude. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Three. Two, one. Hey, hey, Freedom Fighters. Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter standby. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We are in for a very special treat. We've got not only a special guest, but the future co-host, of the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, Kevin Brenner. What's going on, man? What is going on, Mike? Proud to be here, proud to serve, and uh, can't wait to get this going. Dude, I'm excited to get this going for real this time. I actually pressed record to be proud of me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I did, bro. Oh, Life man. Life is hard. All right. Dude, I'm Life telling you. Life is hard, especially after having a day like mine, man. But hey. Mm-hmm. All good. You are kicking butt in the community, dude. It, guys, if you have not seen this face before, right, this gentleman's face, you need to spend more time in our community because Kevin is out there crushing it in the single family, multi, uh, small multifamily, residential, and house hacking space, right? The founder of Adam, right? Operation Adam, the yep. action takers only mastermind. And dude, you're just Towards doing that. phenomenal stuff in the community, man. Thanks again, bro. But tell, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Tell us what you got going on, man. What's happening? So yeah, a lot going on. Uh, yeah. First of all, shout out to Adam. Uh, it's The community is growing and it's a growing community of action takers. So if you're ready, if you've gotten all of our educational materials, you've gotten any educational materials, I don't care what podcast you're coming from, I don't care what books you're coming from, if you're ready to get involved and to take the proverbial plunge and that leap of faith and actually take action on your dreams, then this is the mastermind for you and it's cheap as hell. So take, take advantage it. of that. Take advantage of it. <laughs> but, take advantage uh, of it. <laughs> but yeah, beyond that, we got so much going on today. Actually, I got uh, my uh, project manager and contractor walked my, uh, uh, our second Burr quadplex that we're doing. So the first tenant got out of there and we walked it. Um, you know, we haven't been inside there since the sale. And, uh, you know, it's, it needs some work and everything, but uh, it's got good bones. So we're definitely excited to get the project underway. And that baby should uh, rent out for about 1300 a month. So Outstanding. that's looking awesome. Yeah, that is from, awesome. up from 650. So that's pretty. Good. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. yeah, that's very, very significant. All right. Well, that's going to give you a nice little cash flow boost there, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah. And, uh, and I love that, man. I mean, you're, you're proving it, you know, taking action, leading from the front guys. I'm telling you, you definitely want to follow Kevin Brenner into the fire, dude. This dude is absolutely crushing it. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit, man, but you know, in old, uh, fashion and sake, let's give folks a little history about your military background and how you got started in investing, bro. All right. Yeah. So, uh, kind of a crazy story. So I'm active duty air force, um, captain in the air force. I'm a, a 15 W or a, a weather officer, uh, kind of had a, um, interesting career path coming out of ROTC was one of those guys who was, Oh yeah, I'm a shoe in for a pilot slot that fell through, uh, because, uh, you know, I was a meteorologist and the air force needed what the air force needed. Oh, and, man. Uh, <laughs> but you know, then, then I went special operations and, and then they pulled the rug yes. under me from that. Um, but, <laughs> but it's all good. It's a blessing in disguise because, you know, if I had that, I definitely wouldn't end up where I am today. You know, I'd be mm. hopping all over the country and, um, yeah, I mean, ultimately it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride, but, uh, as far as my investing side of things came back from Iraq in very late 2016 and I did what every guy or girl does when they come back. I bought myself up fresh Ducati monster with that money. That's, oh, what, that's, what, this, that's what this podcast about. This is a Ducati podcast, right? Oh, of course, dude. That's exactly okay. what we're talking about. Ducatis and yes. everything two wheels, bro. Yeah, that's yeah. It. Everything two wheels. That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. So, so I, I, uh, I, I met a good friend of mine uh, in the community, not as active in the community, but he's still a good friend of mine, Ray Northcutt. Shout out to Ray and his wife, Kendall. Uh, they're, they're living it up in Idaho. But um, so I was playing volleyball, a good, really good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, Ray comes up to me and tells me, you know, he's excited. He just closed on another one of his houses. This is like his third or fourth house. The Ooh. dude was a first lieutenant in the army. You know, I'm a captain at the time. And I'm like, dude, how are you not like working two or three jobs right now? Like you cannot be playing beach volleyball right now. <laughs> and I That's asked awesome. him, I was like, how are you not freaking out? You know? And, uh, he was like, Oh, it's good debt. It's good debt. And I, blew him off for like a solid two months. And then finally mm. after playing, he threw me rich dad, poor dad. He, he like dug it out of his truck, you know, his messed up truck. And he threw that book at me. Right. And I, you know, it's like the same story you hear from every investor. You read the little purple book, but you know, I read it. It took me about three days to read and I was hooked. One. Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, reading the little purple book and it took me about three days to finish. And, um, ever since then I was hooked, man. It was, uh, <laughs> It, from there, I, I started, you know, build my team. And, and so that was spring of, uh, of what, 20, 20, 2018, I think, by that point. Because mm -hmm. in August of 2018, I closed on my first quadplex. Nice. And I bird that. And, uh, you know, we were able to renovate three out of four of the units. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. And uh, that's cash flow is about $2,500 a month for me right now. Ooh, come on, yeah. man. Come on. That's all I'm talking yeah. about, man. All right. Yeah. And then uh, about six months after that, I bought a second quadplex just up the block. And uh, yeah, we're, like I said, we're, that's the one that we just got that first tenant out of there. Okay. And we're renovating it and it's going well. So Same what's the projected? Good. Yeah, things are great, man. That is, that's solid. So what's the projected cash flow off that second one when everything's all said and done? So the second one, uh, we're looking at, um, actually it'll be a lot more cash flow. Uh, we're yeah. looking at around uh, maybe 3000 in cash flow off of that. From but, just that one? Damn. Well, nice. from the quadplex. Yeah. Because, uh, we bought that one for cheaper and I used right. uh, 
I used OPM or other people's money to, uh, to get my all man. that. So my man, yeah, go. ultimately we're going to refinance out of that one quickly so we can cash out because the value right. of that neighborhood is definitely turning around. So, okay. Uh, all right. Look at you, man. Smart. Well, that's awesome guys. Check that out. So, so what, six months to get all these, all these units. Uh, about 10 months. So about 10 from, months. Yeah. It was okay. like August of 2018 was my first closing. And then I closed on the second one in June of 19. eight, eight units in 10 months, man. That sounds like phenomenal to me. Phenomenal. Not action. too shabby. Not too shabby. Good, sir. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, so eight units, if my math is correct, which usually is not, uh, 5,500 or 5,500 in cash flow. Once everything's all said and done. Yeah. That's, that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty dope. Did you uh, do like a financial freedom calculation at all prior to? Did you figure out what um, what amount of passive income you needed to hit each each month? Yeah, definitely. So I I was uh, I, I learned on bigger pockets. So pretty much after Rich Dad Poor Dad, I kind of threw myself and was reading books and books and books, and then I found bigger pockets. And I became a pro member on Bigger Pockets, and I got their calculators, which I absolutely loved. Um, I just didn't love paying the uh, you know three hundred fifty bucks a year, but right. you know, it, it, it to me it was worth it uh, for that aspect of it, and it got me got me started. So yeah, we did a full financial analysis, and I got you know I was going to RIA meetings, and I got calculators from other folks in Savannah, and you know nice. just networked my butt off, and uh, you know I made mistakes along the way. Um, you know, it took to get that first quadplex up to performing where, you know, where it is now probably took a solid of those 10 months where I was able to purchase both of them. It probably took a solid seven or eight months where it was, it wasn't underperforming, but it was just kind of breaking even for a while because tenants recycle and you're doing renovations and, you know, things are happening, but you know, uh, now it's stabilized and, and it's got long-term tenants in it and we're, we're good to go. You're good to go, man. That's awesome. That is phenomenal, dude. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure with that calculation, I'm not sure if you remember what you came out at or not, but you know, I would imagine you're pretty close, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm pretty close to what I came out at. I went, uh, you know, I made the rookie mistake. I underestimated my rehab costs initially, right. but you know, what, what can you do? You don't know what you don't know. And yeah, as exactly. As long as you're conservative, which I was, you know, then I didn't really get into much trouble. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we press from there and, and by the right. second quadplex, I have much even more conservative rehab numbers and I'm using other people's money. So I'm a little bit more responsible with it, but, uh, right. yeah, we're looking to hit our targets on the second quadplex and have it completely renovated, um, in, uh, you know, in about seven to eight months. So. Love it, dude. Love it. And you've hit on something that's very important is being conservative with your numbers right? That's absolutely important, guys. If you are the ones that are crunching numbers on deals, make sure that you always add a little bit of conservatism uh, there. You know, if it's, you know, 25 bucks here per unit, or or if you're just looking at a single family home, right? Shaving off a little bit extra off the top, um, just to make sure that you're padding those um, those numbers with mis- miscellaneous, the anything, the oh crap costs that come up because they do come up, right? Yeah. So, so that's good, absolutely. man. Yeah, I always go, uh, my recommendation that I tell people is whenever you figure out your uh, ERC or estimated rehab cost, factor in an additional 15% on top of that as a management reserve. So, Smart. You know, and the, and the proper or in the uh, project management 
career field. That's what it's called a management reserve. And essentially it's, you know, it's used, it's there, it's available and it's used when needed. Awesome, Uh, man. So yeah, love it. Love it. So tell us about some of the challenges that you faced along the way, man. Like give me, give me, give us like one, maybe, you know, crazy challenge that you experienced with that first fourplex and oh, how yeah. did you, how did you overcome it? So, well, there was a lot of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe drop a couple, you know, whatever, dude, you know, so, uh, Oh, excuse me. Um, it started out, I was managing the property myself. So I closed on it in August of 2018 and I used my VA on the property. Awesome. Uh, so zero down, you know, amazing. I really maxed out, you know, what I needed with the VA and, uh, as far as units I can get. And, um, yeah, so I, I had some challenges, uh, you know, they need you to move in Well, I knew I was getting orders. So orders ended up dropping and the tenants maintained where they were. Now, when I bought the place, the tenants were not happy. They've been there for a while. They were, they were paying, less than half of market rent and they knew that I was, you know, going to come in and raise the rents. So they, right. they saw the writing on the wall. So they were, um, you know, I was managing it myself. So, you know, between the, the guy who stole all my doorknobs to the lady who left cheese in her drawer for weeks and then made me oh. full exterminators. Yeah, that was cool. She said she didn't know what was the problem, but you know, the, the, the moldy cheese in the drawer right. tends to attract there. bugs so, you know, there were some nice. bills there or yeah, whatever. And, oh, and then right. I had another, the, her roommate was also just completely bonkers. That guy, um, you know, he would wake up in the middle of the night and call me and accuse me of stealing his wallet. So, you know. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm not even there. Oh, oh my God, man. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I'm uh, telling you, there's some issues. There's some you, people out there. There's you you get some crazy tenants when you're managing the properties yourself. But. So I learned, I learned very quickly. I, I and I calculated it all because I was, you know, I calculated property management into my expenses. But I was just, you know, I wanted to get that taste of doing it myself. And now I know that I never want to do that again. So there you go. Yeah, it was. Right. Uh, yeah, it took me about three months, and then when I PCS, you know, up to Washington D.C. Obviously, I went full property management, and uh, you know, and, and haven't looked back since. Um, and you know, and there's there's also been some hiccups. You're still just because you have property management, it's not hands off. You're managing the managers, you know. And it's true in large commercial multifamily deals. When you have on-site managers, you get an asset uh, management fee, and that's what it's for because you're spending time managing the managers. You know, you're reviewing financial statements. Yeah, you don't see that in small multifamily, uh, but uh, you know you're you're still there, and you have to be present and making sure that things are getting uh, things are getting done when they say they're getting done, especially when you have rehabs going on, especially when you have rehabs. Especially, you're absolutely right, man. There's a huge proponent, or there's a huge component, you know, that comes along with buying rental properties, guys. Now you are managing your assets because you also want to make sure that your money is, you know, being spent properly when, you know, things are going on, right? Kevin mentioned it. Um, so a lot of people think that this whole passive idea of passive real estate, um, you know, it can be, it can be in certain instances, right? I mean, but there are also, you can be problems, right? So you got to do that due diligence up front. And I'd love, I love that wisdom, Kev. Thanks so much for it. That's smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot of lessons learned, but, yeah. uh, it's it, what it's about. You're learning and right. you, uh, you know, you move forward from there. Fact. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, 
so where's your management cost at? You know, is it, you know, what, what, what did you find? Was it the 8%? Is it 10%? So I negotiated uh, uh, 8%. And um, a lot of the times when you're talking management, so typically the more units you have with that company, the lower you can negotiate down. For small multifamily and, and single family, you usually want, unless you have a, quite a large portfolio, you won't see it below 8%. Right. Um, however, uh, where you have to be careful when you're choosing a manager is the fees. So, mm. you know, there was, there were managers that wanted, you know, a full month's rent to place a tenant, you know, and that's 1200, that's 1300 bucks out of my pocket to place a tenant to make an online Just ad and do a couple walkthroughs. I don't think so. A tenant? Hell yeah. No. I was like, no. So I went and negotiated and with my, with my, uh, current managers, uh, and, um, you know, they were new to the scene. However, they had a large operation. They had, they managed several hundred units in, uh, in Atlanta and they were expanding to the Savannah market. And I was their first big client and I was able to negotiate, you know, a hundred dollar replay or a hundred dollar, uh, fee when they resign a tenant. So if a tenant extends their lease, you know, with us, they, you know, they get a hundred bucks, which is fine, whatever. Um, and then a $300 tenant placement fee, which is much more reasonable than a full month's rent or 50% rent or whatever the case may be. Right. That's crazy. And, 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 and 8% on, you know, on top of that. So yeah. hopefully my management fees aren't that bad, but the amount mm -hmm. of work they do and that stuff that comes with it, I mean, Golly. Yeah, it can get crazy. It definitely is. And obviously, you know, firsthand because you've been managing properties yourself. Uh, and guys, I would definitely say shop around, you know, because different states, different uh, different areas have different rules. Um, you know, none of my uh, property managers that I've used in other states um, have charged me a, a placement fee for tenants. So that's this is actually the first time I'm hearing that, which is crazy. But but I know that there are some that exist where they have all these other fees, right? So it's if it's not one thing, it's the other, right? Um, you know, I my 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 property managers do have a, a fee if they need to renew the lease, mm -hmm. which is which is interesting. But you know, I, I've got some opinions on that too. But hey, you know, a fee is a fee, right? As long as they're good and you vetted them, right? That's really the important part because they're going to be the ones that are managing these assets for you guys. Yeah, be, uh, absolutely. And it's not just, you know, when you think property management, you think, oh, they're just placing tenants and they're leaving. I mean, no, no. They're, 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 they're my bookkeepers. So I, right. you know, they have a professional bookkeeper that I keep in, you know, I call her once a week and, and make sure our books are good to go. And they're sending me statements all the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, shoot, the day after I closed on our second quad, freaking thunderstorm rolls through, wind blows a tree branch off hits a power line, the power line, the city power line, uh, like, you know, when that branch hits the power line, it ripped the utility pole, like that was attached to the building right off. And, uh, that, you know, that was a $900 repair, it cut power to the building, but you know, the tenants weren't calling me, they were calling the manager. Right. And it was, you know, it was a, we had to get an electrician out there and, you know, it cost me 900 bucks, but Jeez. It is what it is. Like, what are you going to do? You know, it's just nature. So, I, it just sucked the day I bought it. <laughs> Storm oh, yeah. So hold on. Cause I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> let's, let's back that one up a little bit. Cause <laughs> so, so a tree now was this tree on your property? Uh, yes. Okay. So the tree yes. was on your property, right? Therefore when the tree hit the city pole and mm -hmm. knocked it down, the city charged you because so the, the, the tree. So like the, 
well, technically the tree wasn't on my property, but the branches were, and the branch, the limb of the tree blew off in the wind, hit not the power pole, but the power line. Power line, yeah. And hit that line. And when it hit that line, like the utility poles that are on the big, that connect essentially yeah. the city power to the, right, the right, house right. fell off. So that fell down. And for them to hook it back up and get everyone out there and get power restored, it was $900. So the city charged you that because of the branches were on your side of the property? That No, because when the the pole the city pole wasn't actually broken it was my my connector essentially the connector on my house was broken oh oh oh, oh yeah okay. i guess all right i guess i, I was confused because i thought the um oh i got it i got it i got it i got it, I got it. so yeah. the part that connects from the house specifically broke yes, off with- broke off Got and because it. that was on my house, Dang, they're saying right. they're paying it was your responsibility. Don't worry, I called hey, them. Man. I tried. That's to crazy. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was the pole and the connector there that broke and fell, and then the city no, was charging no, no. you because, no. dude, that that's that'd have been wild. But I mean, still, that situation's still wild. And this was the day after you bought the property, bro. What? Yeah, pretty good omen, right? Dang, man, I'd have ran. I'd have been like, nah, bro, I don't want this thing. Send it back. Send it back to the seller. Let's go. Let's get this out of here, man. Take my papers. Nah, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. <laughs> no, nah, that's good, man. Hey, listen, bro. Honestly, you know, sometimes some of the best things start out, right, with the most trouble. And and it sucks because, you know, it, it's hard. And a lot of people don't have that perspective. But good on you, man, for staying true with it, for for you know, sticking with the um, the crazy there, and you know, keep on pushing forward. You yeah. know, not not letting those uh, scenarios scare you from taking action. Uh, that's that's good, and it's and good. That's what it takes, absolutely. I mean, honestly, that's that's what it takes because you're going to get into this game, and this stupid stuff is going to happen. Right. And how you let that affect you physically and emotionally is going to determine how well you do in this business. Fact. So true, man. So true. <laughs> Dude, awesome, man. So, all right. So, that's awesome. So, you know, you've got eight units now. Now, where are you taking it next? Where are you, where are you going? So, next, uh, you know, we were, we just uh, saw each other last weekend at uh, Rod Cleef's event. And, yep, yep. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting together a team and uh, we're, we're going big. We're going large multifamily. I'm looking at, you know, 80 plus units. And, nice. uh, yeah. So, we're, we're, my, my, what I thought it was possible is so much less than I can actually accomplish in this industry. But you do, you, you kind of set yourself back. And, uh, you know, if you're in the group, I, I, I posted a video. Actually, I think I posted on my Instagram. Uh, but follow me on Instagram, Investor Kev. You'll see an uh, Instagram TV video there. But essentially, it's like you, we, we're the only ones that are setting these these barriers in, in our minds. You know, we, we were the only ones to say, oh, well, I just want 20 units or I just want 40 units or whatever. And then you go to one of these conferences and you see, you know, some people with 4,000 units. And they're crazy. Like, and they're like, they're like, yeah, I started five years ago. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I started six years ago. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. possible? <laughs> right. Uh, that's like uh, almost a thousand units a year. That's yeah, intense, right? But it, but it, it grows exponentially, and, it and does. The, more you, the more you do this, and if you dedicate your your time and your heart and your soul to it, you can set yourself up for life. And you know, shoot, <laughs> a quarter of the time it would take you to climb the corporate ladder somewhere. Right, exactly. 
and and it's life guys like we're not talking about you know just <laughs> just short term i mean we're talking about wealth that comes in year after year right and it's just it's just continues to compound on itself multifamily is definitely a good game right you know now while you, see, you can definitely make a lot of money in single family too don't get me wrong mm-hmm. right it just it's you got to think about it right from this perspective and kev we were talking about this the other day the process is the same for all real estate oh it's the same yeah it's 100 percent the same and the the amount of work you can do you know putting in getting a four six or eight unit is the same amount of work acquisition work that you're going to put in to get a you know 46 or 80 unit and that's once you once you grasp that then it's like you know right it just it'll it'll, it'll kind of let your hair on fire exactly and especially when you see the money that you're going to be getting you know from these bigger properties yeah. versus these smaller properties i mean it definitely it definitely will light a fire under your hair that's that's good i love that yeah. <laughs> so anyway right um dude awesome man so again man you're doing big things kev super excited to have you out here and i'm really excited to start you know you know doing this the show with you guys are you guys excited are you guys excited? We have someone else's voice on the podcast helping us do interviews, man. I am freaking pumped. I yeah, am. no more no more pressure from just Mike. You get yeah. someone else's voice and maybe drop some knowledge bombs too. But we'll, no, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely <laughs> dropping knowledge bombs, man, for sure, dude. You are like a value bomb and a half. And so, uh, so guys, you definitely need to connect with Kev. Uh, you know, but before we go there, let's let's kick it to the bonus round. Let's let's ask those famous four questions. So I've right, got, got some for you, man. What is your favorite book, dude? Favorite real estate book or are we talking? Uh, just man, book, book? doesn't even matter. Favorite book that came to your head when I asked the question. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'd say the most, you know, the most impressive book that I've read is uh, it's called Drive. And uh, it's by Malcolm Gladwell. And man, it's just, it, it's pretty much a book about what motivates us, the scientific and, um, kind of sociology behind what motivates us as humans and shoot I read that book man and I was like this is crazy like this is this is exactly what I need to be reading right now to get myself into what and it's not just real estate it has nothing to do with real estate it's right. just motivation and uh yeah it's a great book I love it man love it all right well there'll be a link in the show notes page for that so guys make sure that you go check that out question number two bro who is your biggest hero and why Ooh, yeah, let's see. Uh, I'm going to have to get sappy on this one, but it's got to be my father. I mean, my dad, uh, entrepreneur in his own right, owns, you know, we have a family-run scrap metal recycling business. It's, nice. gosh, we're on, we're on uh, let's see, third, fourth generation? Yeah. Wow. Start, started in 1925, so. That's impressive. Uh, my brother's running it now, and, and he started at video stores, and then he sold video stores right when he got a whiff of Netflix. He sold those, wrote that out on top, and now he's got tanning salon. But he's just, you know, he just does this wow, thing. Wow, man. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, Good I stuff, was- dude. All right. That, dude, I mean, that's impressive, man. And nothing sappy about it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's a shame that we don't have more amazing role model fathers out there in this world. So yeah, glad you got truth. one. And it, man, it shows. So who ya, dude? All right. Question number three. What do you like to do for fun? Oh man, I'm always, I'm always staying active. You know, I got, obviously I got my Ducati cause uh, you know, I'm not going to get rid of that. So yeah, two I, wheels, baby. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I go ride. Uh, I play a lot of volleyball, playing a couple of volleyball leagues at the Pentagon and cool. and around here. And uh, yeah, just kind of staying active. Uh, 
and, and really uh, traveling. I like sometimes I get the travel bug. So got to got to go got to go and exercise that, you know what I mean? That's the truth, man. I hear that. I'm getting ready to go to Gulfport here in a few days. So I'm excited about that trip. Yeah, yeah, there but, you go. Um, all right, all right, man. All right. Question number 4, last one. If you had 3 value bombs to drop on those that are just getting started, three nuggets of wisdom, what would they be? All right, three nuggets of wisdom. Let's see. I think number one, when you're getting into this game, um, you have to dedicate yourself to education. So once you de- once you determine that you want to do this and, and you determine a why as to like why you want to do this, whether it's financial freedom or, or whatever the case may be, you have to really roll your sleeves up and, and, and dig into the education side of it because that's what's going to separate you from everyone else in the game. Because there's some people that, you know, just d- determine their why and they'll jump right into something and then they'll make some mistakes and then they'll never invest in real estate ever again. But if you educate yourself, then you'll have a leg up on most of the competition. And then, uh, gosh, number two, uh, value bomb. It would have to be always, when you're look, analyzing a property, always consider all the expenses, not just your pity or your principal interest taxes and insurance, but also your variable expenses. So we're talking property management. We're talking um, uh, uh, vacancy. We're talking, um, gosh, totally blanking right now. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. Put, put it on the v- Vacancy, property management expenses, maintenance and repair. Maintenance, maintenance yeah, maintenance yep. and CapEx. Yeah, so yep, property yep. management, mm-hmm. vacancy, maintenance, CapEx. Mm-hmm. Always, always consider those. And... Um, yeah, number three, I think for someone who's just getting started, um, you got to network. And the best way to network is to actually get away from the screens and go and talk to people mm. in person. Ain't that a concept? Yeah, like <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, we, we always want to try and like stick glued to our phones and glued to our computers. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to advocate the ADPI Facebook page for some preliminary networking, but go and start a meetup, man. Like go to a yeah. meetup. It does not have to be ADPI meetup. It could be right. any, any meetup, you know, they're happening in your city most likely. And if they're not start one, or if you go to one and it totally sucks, start your own, like right. you log into meetup.com, start that thing. No problem. It'll get out to everyone. Log into Facebook, start one up. It's totally free. I think meetup charges you like you know, whatever, 20 bucks a month or something, but Facebook's free and you could definitely set one up. But I mean, the amount of networking that we crushed this past weekend and then a couple weeks before that at MICDC, like, man, I need a vacation just from all the networking I did. (laughs) (laughs) Good man. Good stuff, dude. Awesome. So amazing, amazing, uh, add, uh, value bombs of wisdom there. Uh, Kevin, honestly, man, I'm, I'm excited, dude. I'm really excited to, to kick this podcast off, bro. Uh, you're a wise soul and you are a young, energetic guy. You are going after it and I'm excited because we are going to inspire so many people, dude. That's so, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to, uh, to get this going and be a part of the team and, uh, and, you know, and constantly add value. That's, that's my goal. And, uh, every, you know, every podcast you're going to hear that. So let's do it. Let's do it. All right, Kev, how can they get in touch with you, man? So obviously if you're in the ADPI community, you know where to find me, Kevin Brenner on Facebook, on Instagram, hit me up on at investor Kev. And, uh, yeah, if you have uh, any uh, 
any questions, you want to go offline with it, just hit me up on email. It's Kevin at ActiveDutyPassiveIncome.com. Too easy, right, right? Right, right? Too easy. Too easy, y'all. All right, guys. That is it. You heard it here. Kevin Brenner, future co-host of the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. We are Hell signing yeah. out. Later, bro. Later. Outstanding. That was an awesome episode. Thanks so much to our special guests and thanks to you for listening. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, make sure you go and do that or schedule a call with us by texting ADPI to 444-999 or checking out our website at www.activedutypassiveincome.com to find out how you can get started on your financial freedom journey today. I'll see you guys next week.